really what we're talking about is studying our husbands, studying, getting to know how they're wired, and doing the Myers-Briggs for him so you can print out his 15 pages and really get to know, good, bad, and ugly, and do it for yourself. And then as you're inviting the Holy Spirit into the whole thing, you can learn what he needs right now. And that we want that to become the first question we ask all the time. Lord, what does he need right now? And then my goal is, how can I meet it? Now, there is something different going on as well. We call this loving your husband 101. Loving your husband 201 is a, a second course that's called Boundaries in Marriage. And that's where, after really learning about ourselves a lot and taking the planks out of our own eyes, what am I doing that needs to go away? Then we can deal with um, poor behavior that has not responded yet to our loving your husband behaviors. And you know, there can be a little stubborn behavior here or there. And we're not allowed to think about that right now. We have a lot on our plate learning to be who God calls us to be. We don't look at those things. Not now. When we get past the course, we'll get back together. We'll do the boundaries in marriage, which, by the way, saved my bacon. I had to read through the, the, book, the book three times carefully before I was able to apply it. So uh, I've done a lot of that so that I can make it as simple as possible for you when the time comes. By the way, um, who has some great esteeming words for your man that you'd like to share? We never got a chance to do that. Boy, a half hour is like two seconds. Did you notice that? Um, would anyone like to share some of their good points, their husband's good points? It can be his eyes, his pecs. It can be his character, um, qualities that he has. And the ones that mean the most to him are going to have to do with his character. But it can be any of them. And they don't mind hearing any of them. I love how my husband loves everyone here because he made dinner last night. Oh. All right. Oh, okay. My husband sacrificially loves me on purpose so that I can be here. He's loving y'all. That's that's pretty that's pretty stellar. Can we have a couple of others? I love seeing um, how my husband is as as the father of adult sons. Our sons are here. Mm. And and they work together what in a window washing business office often. They they they're separate, but they come together in it. And he is so encouraging and so about building them up. And so I I just think he's amazing, which is when I see how he treats our kids, how he empowers them, how he builds them up. He's incredible. You are seeing the work of the Holy Spirit in his life. And boy, would that warm the cockles of every one of your hearts, how your husband will love your kids. I love how my husband, and I, I emailed him this, like it was recommended and he appreciated it, but I thanked him for every morning 
He gets up and makes the coffee, and I'm trying to get dressed to run out the door, and he brings it to me back in the bedroom or wherever I am every morning. And I know that he does not like having extra responsibilities of pets, but he has been diligent about feeding our dog when no one else is around. He knows the dog needs to be fed. He takes care of the dog. Takes care of your pet. Takes care of my pet, and he does it lovingly without complaining, even though he feels it's not his responsibility, it's ours, because he told us before we got the pet, I'm not doing it, you do it. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta love it. Uh, I hope that uh, you are finding, how many of you found at least 10 this week? Did any of you find more? Okay, right on. Um, in the back of your uh, packet today, you're gonna find esteeming hints. Lucky you. You can use them to add to your list and you might have more than two dozen. That's okay. That's fine. Now, has anyone had an experience this week, good, bad, or ugly, that um, has happened and made you aware of it as a result of what you've learned so far? And by the way, whoever's willing to share, we're going to pull it apart and we're gonna find out how it's been a good experience, even if it may have not been your favorite experience. This is a good thing, just out of the blue last night, my husband said, I'm so glad you're asking me these questions because it gives me the chance to tell you things that I don't think I should tell you. I'm so happy. Can't wait to Sunday when we talk about the next four. There you go. <laughs> there, there, Sunday mornings. There you go. Um, so he felt fun. safe enough yeah. to tell you the truth. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot right there. It usually takes time for husbands to feel safe enough to tell the truth about what they really feel. So we may not always get accurate responses in the first couple of weeks. But our, our job is to just say thank you and not try to correct and train them in righteousness, which I don't know, it seems like a womanly thing to maybe want to do something like that. Has anyone else had an experience this week? Sometimes if I wake up in the night and have trouble going to sleep, it's easy to stew. So I started thinking about things I love about my husband. And it was very soothing, it was very calming. And then I told him later, um, I said, you know, when I woke up in the night, I started thinking about all the things I love about him. And it just helped me just snuggle up and go right back to sleep. And so that was both, for me, um, a good pattern shift, maybe, and a good affirmation for him. So what we're trying to work on doing is to only allow ourselves to dwell on these good, fine, excellent traits that your husband has, so that we can then find that our mindset is in a very different place, which is what you discovered. Uh, has anyone else discovered that in bits and pieces this week? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was definitely dwelling on the things that I don't like, and then I think that it's understanding you know, how he's wired and what drives him crazy. Because, you know, I'm constantly going, you know, next, next, next. And he's just single focus. 
And so when I'm not doing what he thinks is important, then it's going to come across really judgmental versus what, you know, for him, it's just like, okay, just mark it off the list. Kind of like your sticky note, Megan. It's, you know, what we're talking about here is the very difference between the two of you temperamentally. He's a list guy, and you're out there getting everything done at once. And the, the reality is both of, both of us, who wherever we have a difference in our temperament, in our Myers-Briggs, we will have to learn to extend grace to him when we see his differentness, and then we're going to start working on teaching him and educating him on how I am different. And I would love for him to start extending me grace and maybe chat about how you're both different in this area so that you both develop understanding. You know, a very interesting thing here is the way that we develop wisdom. Because we all want it right now. But it doesn't come that way when it's godly wisdom. It's a three-stage process. The clearest thing to me that comes up is because I, the way I organize and think of things, I'm six, think six steps in ahead, and, and right. the way my husband does more, you know, just one thing at a time, it's so easy, maybe as women, to feel my way is better, that I'm in a way superior and I have to catch myself with that pride. I'm taking too much pride. My way's not better, it's different. We're given different gifts, but it's not better. Um, I may see it as more efficient perhaps, but it's not better. And that that pride thing just all week just, you know has been hitting you. Yes. 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 Now I have a couple of bruises actually. <laughs> I, I I'll bet you're the only one in the room who has a couple of bruises. That means you're doing important work and the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. This is hard, by the way, for me to see stuff I didn't see before, that I didn't know before. But the reality is, since men are, in general, single taskers, and we are multitaskers, how many of you have husbands who will say that you dance circles around them? It is easy for our men to feel very small around us women because we do so much and have so much going on and we consider everything and they're not. Think if it were you. I have one girlfriend who is like a human dynamo. She is so fast and good and smart and efficient. And I'll remember going into a grocery store with her and we needed to get, I don't know, cranberries or something for some reason. And she was there, she had it, we're out the door. Wait, I didn't even get to the aisle yet. And I noticed, because we were talking Myers-Briggs this whole visit, she lives up in Missoula. I noticed how small I felt because she was so fast and so on it. And what does our husband feel easily? And how can I mitigate that is a very good question. But anyway, let's take a look at how we learn or how we take ownership of wisdom is really what we're talking about. There are three steps. The first step is going on a lot right now, which is we're developing knowledge. And I keep reviewing reviewing because we want to take ownership of the knowledge so that we're re-wallpapering our minds 
with these truths. So we can't go anywhere until we have the knowledge, can we? I can't become this if I haven't learned what this is. So knowledge is the beginning. When Pam teaches her lesson, okay? The second part is really the big part, and that's developing experience. I call it two steps forward, one step back. Because we will start, the Holy Spirit will make sure that we start having experiences that make us practice what we now learned. And sometimes it's going to be ugly and we're going to screw it up royally. And hopefully we will learn from that. Sometimes we'll be successful and we will learn from that. But we learn from both failure and success. And it's two steps forward, one step back, and this takes a good long time. Because ultimately what we want to have is ownership of wisdom. And wisdom is when I've had so much practice in number two that I now see a problem ahead of me and I know how to walk around it and avoid the problem. Now we want that right away, but you got to earn it. So my uh, request to you is that you be patient with your process. I can't say that enough. Because guess what? God is incredibly patient with our process. And everywhere I look in scripture, I see it said over and over again that it takes time for us to change. It is a slow process. And God knows it better than we do because he made us the human beings that we are. And I wish I learned faster. And I work really hard to try to learn as fast as I can. And the reality is it just takes time. So I encourage you towards great diligence to the process. Junkyard dog with the bone is the picture I want you to have of yourselves as you are working so hard to gain these new truths and to take ownership of them. I encourage you highly to do that. Let's see, does anyone have another laboratory experience? It's more so, I guess, just sort of like having practiced and implemented this prior even to this because of meeting one-on-one with Candy. Um, We were driving down to Salt Lake to go celebrate our anniversary and um, my husband is not a very good um, passenger and I was driving and normally just to avoid the conflict or a conflict he would drive Um, and I just you know it was kind of getting a little sketchy and so I just was like hey God help me like help me to keep my mouth shut help me to be kind help me to just understand that he's human and he's trying to control a situation and that that's okay and I don't have to bite back. Um, And then like, I think it was maybe the next day, um, he apologized and without me prompting or bringing it up and he just said, you know, he was like, you were so gracious and I was just a jerk in the car and like couldn't keep my mouth shut. And um, so it was really rewarding to see like, okay, when I don't have that knee jerk reaction of I'm gonna jump back on you and 
bite back, but no, I'm just going to ask for the Holy Spirit to help me. A lot. Um, yeah. <laughs> and not rely on my own um, efforts to try to try to do the right thing or try to say the right thing, but let God work through me. And then just to be blessed back with how he was, that was a gift. humbled and um, apologized was really awesome. You see, once again, when we don't do what we just like to do, but are waiting on the Lord, and usually it means shut up, Candy, shut up, more often than I'd care to ever <laughs> admit, because we're talkers, and we want to correct and train our husbands in righteousness. Forgive me, it's just, I think, the way women are built. And so we have to undo that, and it means closing my mouth a tremendous amount. But when I do, then God can speak into him. And that's what took place, mm -hmm. so that he was able to even see himself. Mm -hmm. How can our husbands even see themselves when we are... No, they can't. Great, thank you. Good exercise. And she's already been through the program once, so she's armed. <laughs> and she's been obviously reviewing. Got to do that. Anyone else? I guess I will say that with my husband, when he's kind of like you, he's got his um, agenda for the day, and he's already got his plans of what he's going to do. And I threw a little hoop the other day when our dog was sick, and I said, I really think she needs to get to the vet. And I had called the vet. They said they could get her in now if we can go. Could you take her? And immediately he puts his guard up like, I'm already busy. I already have plans. What do you mean? And so then I just calmly stopped, sat back a minute, and I just said, okay, well, if I need to, I can take her, but I'm going to be late to my class that I have to go to, which was in Sandy. Um, so if you really need me to do that, I'll, uh, but I'll be late. And he, and then I just kind of smiled, what would you like me to do? Instead of putting, instead of being like, what do you mean? You're not doing anything productive. You demanding. Yeah. A spirit of demandingness. Instead of that, and just be, then he immediately got the keys, got the leash, got the dog, says, I will take her. And he spent his whole day because he had to take her to the emergency room in Salt Lake after that, too. So. Ay, ay, ay. He didn't complain about it, which he normally would have. Because what? I didn't complain about him. Right. So. You did not attack him. But boy, what an opportunity to affirm and appreciate him after all that he did. And you know what? When it's really been a big deal like that, because most of us women respond to, most of us have as our love language acts of service. And so when your husband does something like that, I, I have to mention it many times because it means so much to me. It's like, oh, that means so much to me. Oh, by the way, yesterday when you did that, I have to tell you again, I just, oh, that meant so much to me. And our words of affirmation, if we go back to our cup, really impact our men tremendously. And I don't think we realize that because the worldview doesn't want us to go there. Be a big boy, suck it up, you know, instead of realizing how badly our men need to be affirmed. I think you also have to let go of your own sense of fairness. Like uh, your example, yes. that's not fair. I've got a class and he's not doing anything important. But in God's economy, he is the ultimate purveyor of justice. He knows 
what's going to be right in the long run. So, but my little idea of fairness is so here and now temporal that, that it's ridiculous. I mean, I'm sure God's up there and snorts at times. <laughs> and you know what? I just, it helps you to realize how much I have to ask him about everything. Now, after a while, I get to know my father's heart so that I don't maybe have to always ask for everything, but I want his perspective, not mine. I get me in trouble. I want God's. Boy, the God of the universe, it's so different, so other. Okay, uh, this week, notice the little statement at the bottom of your um, notes page. A man is only as great as his wife believes him to be. Wow. Whenever I'm in a setting where I get to meet a great man, the first thing I do is look for the wife. I want to meet her. Because he would not be great if he didn't have a wife who was great, who was believing in him, knowing full well his imperfections and believing in him and choosing to dwell and build up his good points. This is absolutely the truth. And I think it's horrifying. Did anyone here feel challenged by that? Because I sure did the first time I saw that. And I knew immediately in my heart of hearts that it was true. Now, how well do I do that? Help me, Lord. Give me eyes to see. How often do I ask him to give me eyes to see? Oh, at least once a day, maybe three or four times a day. Give me eyes to see here, Lord. Your eyes is what I'm referring to, not candies. Okay, you know what your homework is, and I probably should pray for you so that you can leave on relatively on time. How's that? Father God, how I pray that you will bless all of these wonderful women, indeed, with all the blessings that you always wanted to hand out to them if they would only ask. I pray that you will help each and every one of us to jump off the cliff and trust you in new ways this week and find you faithful. Then, Father God, I pray that you will keep us far from evil so that we don't cause you or anyone else harm. And we're going to thank you, Father God, for the illuminating new experiences that you are going to give us this week. And please be gentle, I pray. In Jesus' most wonderful name, amen.